0: friends welcome to eyes on the prize podcast it's been a while since i've recorded anything and i do apologize i've missed y'all this is saturday march 21st 2020 and with the recent pandemic our world and our country's facing i've been compelled to get a few episodes up and going in the hopes of touching somebody's lives the first one at back is a short sermon i've preached back in 2014 the title is integrity Join me now, and let's let the living Word of God open our hearts and speak to us. Thank you for joining with me today. If you have your Bible or you want to follow along with me, turn to the book of James, the book of James chapter 4. James chapter 4, and we'll read one verse of scripture found in verse number 17. It says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Let's pray. Father, I ask you to be with this episode, this podcast. You give us modern media, Lord, and I want to use it to honor you. Father, I pray that the words spoken on this will honor you in every way, and I pray that They will not return unto you void that somebody out there will have their life touched because of these words in this sermon. Let it be your will. I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Most people are raised to know right from wrong, even as children. uh, We try to get away with doing things even when we know that we shouldn't. The Christian has been just as guilty of the very same action. There's a lot of times we know something to be wrong. We know it to be against God's word, but yet we'll try to... Just uh, get a little more, just ease a little more, see what else we can get out of it. Just a little more sin. The book of James says right here that if we involve ourselves in an action that we know is wrong, even though other men may never find out, it is still sin and we know God sees all. The best defense that you could use, the best defense that you could have in your life is to live every single minute of your life ...in accordance with what God wants for you. What does God want? There's another scripture found in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. It says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior... ...who will have all men to be saved and to come under the knowledge of the truth. What is the truth the Bible speaking of, my friends? Well, we love truth. The truth is this, to be saved... That's the truth. The truth is the word of God, the gospel in a nutshell. What's the gospel? The fall of man, innocent bloodshed, the resurrection, eternal salvation, or eternal damnation. As Baptists, we hold our doctrine to be the complete truth. Um, the, com- the complete truth of God No doubt others do the same But I can't be concerned with what others think I'm concerned with what I'm preaching And what's being preached from our pulpit The scripture here in verse James, uh, chapter, James uh, chapter 4 verse 17 Has a message for everybody present I want to give you this word Integrity Integrity is a word I learned years and years ago It's a word that gets brought up in the military Quite often Um, The definition of, of integrity is uprightness of character, honesty, the condition, quality, or state of being complete or undivided. So integrity is doing what is right, even if you could get away with doing something else. As Christians, we need today to have an integrity check like never before. The things we're dealing with here in our um, our country and our world today uh, uh, I believe God is trying to get our attention I believe he wants to get the church's attention There's many people out there that would say That God's trying to get the, the world's attention He's been trying to do that for 2,000 years Right now I believe he wants the church To get on bending knees and bowed heads And come to him with an integrity check like never before We've all been guilty of doing the wrong thing At different times in our life and we'll all, and we've all should have learned from our mishaps, but uh, we n- always don't do. Seldom do we learn um, the first time. The deceiver, the enemy, would allow for you to just say, "Who cares?" Just throw your hands up and say, "Who cares, anyways?" I, I can uh, little Johnny or so and so can get away with this, get away with that. Tonight, friends, you know who cares? God cares. 2 Timothy two nineteen Nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from from iniquity we must depart from all iniquity so many people in the world today uh, says that whenever we preach these kind of messages it seems like that's all we're doing is just telling them what we can't do, what we can't do that's what that's what the world would see, they say church seems to be a place full of rules and what you can do and not do, well the Bible is as ancient text that we have, the Bible, God's word, it's been like that forever when you go to your job you have a list of rules and do's and don'ts when you go to school you have a list of things you can do and not do all of life when you pull out on the highway from your house there's rules and laws that you have to live by the bible's no different salvation comes as a free gift because christ laid his life down however you're going to have consequences if you do not follow god's word the way he's asked us to we must depart from all iniquity Paul's speaking of a God who knows his children He knows he's seen every time that that we've uh, taken a stick of bubble gum when we wasn't. He's seen every time that we told a lie. He's seen every time we looked at someone with lust. He's seen the times you had hate in your heart. He knows the iniquity that each and every one of us hold in our heart. Paul knows this. God knows this. And I want you to know that you know that that's true. This is the same God also spoke of in Romans 6 and 23 that says the gift of God is eternal life Through Jesus Christ. We need that free gift tonight. The security of the believer has been taught since the foundations of the church. Christ said, no man can pluck you out of my hands. Listen to me. If this is being taught, uh, if there's something that's being taught that's any different than that, you cannot lose your salvation today, friend. You can't lose your salvation. I do believe that there's many people who walk an aisle. They say some words in churches. They get their name on the church roll, and it's a possibility that they find themselves... Back in sin and, and a lot of people would have you to believe That they lost their salvation Well there's one of two answers to that And losing your salvation is not one of them Number one I believe that that person was just weak Maybe in their uh, walk Maybe they, they fell by the wayside And um, they may actually have been saved But they just couldn't hold to the pressure Whatever the world was throwing at them I do believe that happens And we need to pray And uh, put our arms around them And pray that God would put his arms around them And restore them back to the fold. The second answer would be that that person was never saved to begin with. Loss of salvation is not one of them. Listen to me. James 4 and 17 reminds us that if we know to do good and do it not, then it's sin on our behalf. Hebrews 9 and 12 says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Of course, one of the favorite scriptures of all time, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Friend, today when you're first become saved, the Holy Spirit was thrust upon you and changed your whole life. Um, the Bible says you're a new person, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You should have a new outlook on everything around you. I, I, there are a lot of people say, I don't get in church, preacher. I don't want to get come down there and get involved with your church because I've been doing something the certain way my whole life. I've been using these cuss words my whole life. I've been drinking alcohol this whole, my whole life. I've been uh, looking at women. I've been doing all these things my whole life, and I can't change. But I tell them that you don't have to worry about that. God doesn't say change and get saved. He says get saved and you'll be changed. You don't worry about that. So that's why it's called faith, taking that step of faith. Ephesians 4 and 24 said, And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. This newness found in you lands you in the proper direction. A saved Christian knows right from wrong. We know uh, there's a, well, you're raised to know right from wrong. You can have a conscience, but now you don't worry about, you don't longer rely on your conscience. Your conscience will fail you. I can remember all my life knowing right from wrong. I remember lying to my dad or my mom, and because I loved them, I felt it was wrong. However, I would do it again and again and again. I wouldn't worry about the consequences. Now, uh, if I do something against God, if I was to lie, if I was to do something unholy, some unholy act, anger or have bitterness or malice towards somebody, then I can guarantee you that the Holy Spirit living inside of me will not allow me to have any peace in my life. I'll lay awake at night worrying about it. I'll be, I'll toss and turn. I'll dwell on it. Things will just come up in my life that it just, it'll make me unhappy until I get a repented heart and ask God to forgive me and restore me. The devil, our enemy will try and have you act according to what works for him. His job is to get the church divided. His job is to get you to just uh, totally lose your testimony. His job is to give, to, have, to make you in a state of bitterness and a, and a loneliness and depression. That's what the devil wants to do. The Bible says that the thief cometh to steal and to kill and to destroy. But God has sent his son to come that you might have life. And have it more abundant. James 4 and 17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. To him it is sin. Friends we're living in this day when. It's hard to tell anything right. We don't know who to trust. We don't know who to look to. I want to remind you that even in the midst of turmoil. Even in the middle of the storm. That Christ was in control. He caused the winds and the waves to be still. He can do that again in your life today. This message may be touching you. You may have have all these thoughts, all these things going on in your mind, and you don't know how to handle them. But I want you to know that Christ will help you. Christ will help you. It could be that you don't feel comfortable doing that. Maybe you need someone to talk to. Well, guess what? I'll visit with you. I'll visit with you. You know how to get a hold of me. Either you have my phone number my phone number, I believe, is on my Facebook page. I was on the Prize Podcast. You can call me. Maybe you want to send me a messenger. Maybe you have questions. I'm not a scholar. I'm just a lowly preacher, a preacher of the gospel, but I do love Jesus and we'll together find the answer, the, the correct answer. I want to invite you and encourage you to, to to look at what God would have you to do in your life today. I believe first and foremost He would have you. To surrender to him. Give your life to him. Repent of your old ways. Say, I no longer want to be that old person. I want to look to you. I believe that's what he wants to do. It may be that you are saved and maybe you've just been out of church and out of the will for some time. Well, I understand that. That happens to people. However, the worst part of the hog pen is staying in the hog pen. I always wondered, you know, talking about the prodigal son. I mean, he went on and on and on feeding the hogs, slopping the hogs. Finally, one day, he just crawled over the fence and said, I'm going home to daddy. That's what you need to do today. If you're, if you're listening to this and you're down driving down the road, maybe you could pull over. If you're at your home, maybe you could just stop what you're doing and just bow your head. Just bow your head and think right now, what would you have me to do? Just pray these, these words with me. Father, we we come to you because we need something in life. We need, we need more of you. Father, I do believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you want to save me and save others like me. Father, I believe that if I've called out to you, then you'll answer me. Father, I I pray that if there's somebody right now, Lord, who's listening to this and they're having questions, God, I pray that you just send that Holy Spirit to comfort them. Help them to know that you are listening where they're at. If you're there, friend, and and this is you, then just ask Jesus right now, save me. Jesus, save me. Maybe, as I mentioned, you are saved and you just want to be restored, then All of us, friend, all of us have been there and just say, God, please set me back up. Please restore me. Friend, I hope that you take these words and I hope these words have helped you today. If you've prayed and asked God to come into your life, then I want to hear about it. I want you to let me know about it. I'll do we'll we'll talk and we'll visit and try to get you set up in a in a local church if you're willing to do that. Um, Try to see what the Lord would have more for your life. If you're listening to this and God has, um, you feel like he's abandoned you, but you just prayed and, and he's not abandoned you and you feel like he's restored you and you want to be a new creature, you want to have that newness again, then I want you to reach out to me and let me know about it. I want to hear your stories. God's looking to use his people today. He's looking to use the church like never before And I hope, friend, that that you are part of this church. I hope that you have got something from these words. And I hope that you have a blessed week. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. This is preacher James Wedgworth, Kayser, North Carolina. And we love you.